just a bunch of witty banter. Good play, Papa. Hey, I'll equip, you'll have equip, we'll both have equip. Merry Christmas and a happy holiday to everyone listening to this very special edition of Witty Banter. You might be wondering, why is it so special? Well, you're probably noticing the first thing. The host's voice is a little bit more charming, a little bit more Who provocative. Just you know, throw it out like that. A little <laughs> bit more you know, intense, more gripping than usual. That's because you're listening to the lovely voice of Mr. Max Scott. Normally a guest, but today a host. Wow. To my left. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I don't know, thank you. <laughs> I'm excited about it. You earned it. <laughs> to my left is going to be the man with the hair that gets even more beautiful every time I see him. Ah. Oh, man. Is there a wind machine in here? <laughs> Chase Williams. Yeah, what up, everybody? Beetle, beetle, Where are we just blowing on him? Who knows? <laughs> Guys, you, it smells gross. <laughs> bad breath in here. But you look great. That's what's important. <laughs> To his left, also to my straight, is going to be a very handsome Mr. Hunter Dorset, the man with the magic fingers. And I'm not just talking about piano. <laughs> all That's sorts provocative. Of it's a special episode today. It really is. So, yeah. I think well, we're man, all yeah. pretty excited. I know. I think we are all too. Not as much as me, because, you know, I'm the host, but, you know, whatever. Okay, I'm you win, Max. To not be the host, though. <laughs> Yeah, no, Chase has actually been uh, citing that he thinks he's been talking too much, and I've been assuring him that we have the same back and forth that we've always had, but he's like, I no, dude. It's been pretty it. even. I've been listening to the episodes. I think it's been pretty back and forth. I like it. You get, you get self-conscious, you know? I yeah. can't help it. But sometimes just you want a vacation. Yeah. You need it's a break. Like, no yeah. big deal. It's the holidays right now. You know, you need to take a break. You guys went through all your finals, went through all your school. You're all just trying to take it easy right now. I understand. True. I understand. Absolutely. But just to give everybody kind of a lowdown on how this very special edition of Witty Banter is going to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to first kind of start off, maybe we all talk a little bit about our Christmases, which was yesterday. Yes, that's yeah. true. And then from there on, we're just going to go straight into the uh, oh, year's best. Are we going to do uh, any Festivus stuff? The ending is is uh, going to be the Festivus. Okay, I see. Okay. And I want to warn you guys, I prepared a little bit for it. So. All, all right, shit. Good. I hope you guys <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. No, <laughs> awesome, all right. Yeah, so anyway, I just kind of well, want to talk about our Christmases. Uh, Chase, what did you do? Uh, well, my Christmas was... Pretty straightforward and simple. Christmas Eve, which is always just like the throwdown for the William. Like Christmas Eve is the Christmas. In you my guys, family. yeah, have a very special Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve is just like you start cooking super early and you just go all out. You pick all the dishes that you think are too time consuming to make, and you don't let any. Everything is from scratch. There's nothing you buy store bought. Um, so that was fun. We typically we do like a beef Wellington, but we did a big old pork butt. Ooh. That came out delicious, had good wine. Uh, Christmas Day, I went to Darian's family's place. We cooked out and all that, and that was fun. I had my first white elephant gift exchange. Oh, okay, oh, cool. sick. Did Those somebody steal one of your gifts at any point? Well, check this out. I drew the first like ticket, so I got the last steal of the night. Oh, so I man. got so my... you're the guy. You're the I was guy. that guy. You're that guy. Yeah. You're well, that the guy. worst part is, is I stole the gift that I had brought. What? <laughs> yeah. But see, I thought that was allowed. But a- so after I'd done it, I'm sitting there and I'm like, "This is great! I got the best gift here." Of course, and someone's just it. like, "Blah blah." Well, you know, you can't steal your own gift. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Did and then after that, they were like, "Now let's go and see who brought what." And they're like, "And who brought that?" I'm like, "I did." <laughs> I was like, it was ah, uh, it was gross. Well, but it was yeah. your first white elephant. You know how are you supposed to know? So, exactly, and I fared pretty well. <laughs> so yeah, that was my Christmas. Sounds pretty it's been great. Good. Nice, yeah, excellent. What about you, Hunter? Um, so uh. 
my mom and I went to Christmas Eve service on, a, you know, Christmas Eve, whatever, seven, and then we went to Sakikawa, got some sushi, got oh, some hibachi nice. steak and chicken. I, I love sushi. Yeah, I love it when people do some sort of, like, strange, outrageous take on their Christmas Eve dinner, because they know <laughs> they're going to have the most, like, not, like, stereotypical right. meal, but, like, you know, a yeah. very planned meal before. When people have, like, sushi or, like, shrimp or something yeah. on the day before Christmas, oh, yeah. like, that's so smart. It's just like, yeah. What's your so, favorite roll there? My favorite roll? Yeah, at Sakikawa. Uh, right, you guess just your favorite roll. The tornado roll is pretty damn good, but that one has fried, so it's it's cooked. It's a cooked roll. So my favorite, like uncooked roll, probably like the volcano roll. What's in a volcano? Dude, I can't list off what's on this <laughs> freaking roll. I like, can't even read. Like Fifteen <laughs> ingredients in this thing. Well, that's, that's the that roll. But Nemo yeah, roll. so so we did that for the night before, and um, I woke up Christmas morning, and like my mom and I exchanged presents, and uh, I went over to my dad's place in the afternoon, and we. Um, his wife's family came over, so we hung out with them for a little bit. And then tomorrow, I'm actually meeting up with Brooks in San Antonio. Oh, we're, oh, meeting, nice. we're meeting in like a halfway point, and we're exchanging uh, Christmas there and hanging out on the Riverwalk. So, oh, nice. the Christmas yeah. just keeps it's on like going. a three day, four day event. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, awesome. You got a Christmas cool. week going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. Super dope. Yeah. How no, about at yours? The, uh, at the, the Scott household, it was pretty tame. It was pretty regular. Like, everybody <laughs> this year, you should see, like, the text message group that we had. It was like, what do you guys want, want for Christmas? It's just like, um, socks, <laughs> cash, gift cards, <laughs> yeah. things like that. So we all just had to get, like, as creative as we could with, like, cards or, like, packaging or things like that. Mm-hmm. That could be the best, but, though. I mean, that's honestly, what I did. What a I well-written mean. card, man. I just wrote one. It goes a long way. notes, yeah, for everybody that I got. Because everybody, like, literally three out of the five family members all got cash. So it's like, wow. Nice. <laughs> in that situation. But it was still nice to kind of see everybody hang out again. I mean, it was really tame. I don't know what else to say. It was cool, though. How did you come out? You got the, the beat, beat machine? How yeah. were the gifts? How were the um, gifts? So, my, you know, my mom bought me a couple of small things, but the main things that she got, we actually went together and we negotiated on the at Guitar Center for these uh, this deal. And I got like a beat machine, like or a drum machine, I guess. A, it's like a beat pad. Yeah. You. Like yeah. a loop pedal and some shakers for like this. I, I think I got it like 15% off. So that was pretty dope. So and my dad, my dad got me some <laughs> shoes and he got me some guitar center stuff to go toward um, some more music stuff. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Our kitchen is about to be the fanciest kitchen of all time. Oh right? my God. I'm so excited. I just got <laughs> so much kitchen stuff. I, got, <laughs> I saw his kitchen supplies. Yeah. We already just got a booze block. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's a like, booze block. It's like, it's like a samurai cutting table. You know that giant wooden cutting block that's in my kitchen? Yeah. It's basically one of those. Okay. Yeah. It's like a super cutting board, indestructible. Yeah, it's like two inches thick and just huge and awesome wood. It's it's so good that Chase shampoos and conditions this thing. Whoa. You gotta oil it, man. <laughs> like, of course he does. Oh, yeah, the, like a oh, yeah, Wraps it up at night if it gets too cold, <laughs> you know? God, Chase, I can't believe you take care of your things. <laughs> <laughs> Jerks. Oh, uh, man. Well, that was great. I hope everybody had a really great Christmas. <laughs> yep. So let's move on to the nitty-gritty here. Yeah, um, let's do it. The best part about Christmas is that it comes at the end of the year, and it also uh-huh. gives you kind of a little bit of time to kind of uh, look back on everything that you've accomplished or didn't accomplish all Ooh. year long, <laughs> for the most part. Um, since we are boys of very great taste, we got to go over That's some of true. the most you know, obvious things, like music, movies, okay. what were all of our favorites and things like that. So are I, we rating the year or our years? We can rate the year. What? I mean, like, are you are we rating our personal years, or are we rating 2014 like as a whole, like for everybody? No, I mean we'll rate our own personal years. I think we all, yeah, okay. endured different years. Right. I mean, but like, there's there are things that are you know 
I guess things that we've all experienced together, like the North Korea thing, or you know, yeah, just anything yeah, that that we could. Uh, but yeah, let's do. We can always tap on that how it influenced us personally. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to kind of start off with kind of an easier one, just because I kind of wanted to talk about it. I know Hunter, you've been doing a lot of really new stuff with music lately. Yeah, you're really involved in music. And it's so dope cool. living in that house now. Um, I just <laughs> kind home. of wanted to talk to you guys about what you guys think were like the most high points of music this year. What were the best albums that came out? Maybe mm. something like that. I know what mine are. I don't know okay. if you guys are really into that, but you know, just see what you guys liked. Okay, who's first? Whoever. I'll go is. first. Okay. So it's like I don't know. I definitely started listening to new music this year, but as far as stuff that came out this year, it's kind of hard for me to uh, like think of all those. I do know that this is all yours came out this year. Yeah, we listened to that. Um, I'll go and tell you right now, my favorite new album of this year was Lazaretto. You know, that mm-hmm. came out this summer. And I just, I love that album a lot. Mm-hmm. I listen to it all the time. I think it's brilliant. That's definitely my favorite new piece of music. But I'll also say I got into that band that you showed me, Midlake, pretty heavily. Yeah, man. Midlake's pretty sweet. I like I Midlake. love that band. Texas but, Locals. Right but didn't you say uh, that Denton. you didn't like their newer stuff, though? Well, no, the, what I listened to is their newest album, right? Okay. And they've got a bunch of older ones where they had like a different lead singer. Mm-hmm. And I just download, downloaded one of those albums, and I didn't like it at all. Oh, so you didn't like the older stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, that being said, I think there's a couple albums that I haven't listen to that everyone says you gotta listen to so mm-hmm. I can explore that more but dude Midlake is the bomb Midlake is pretty sweet and I remember listening to them for the first time and thinking that this is kind of right up Chase's alley it really is dude yeah. the lyrics are like kind of like fantasy very it's fantasy like this... driven <laughs> story driven kind of got this um, like Pink Floyd kind of feel to yeah. it as well that's awesome yeah, yeah. and then the other band I got really into is Queens of the Stone Age man yeah, I have like never they have, that band's ever like like clicked for me. I've liked most of their singles or whatever, the stuff from Guitar Hero, but their latest album that came out I think last year, like Clockwork, mm-hmm. I just had just dove head into that and I love every song and then that sort of just unlocked their sound to me. And now when I listen to the other stuff, like I just get it, you know, they're cool. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're like a gothic stoner metal thing. You know? They're cool, and I like a lot of their albums too. But I think they kind of got like a gorilla syndrome going on, to where like each one of their albums gets so like different and weirder than each other <laughs> that like it's hard to like it all as a whole. Right, yeah. it hits so many sides of the spectrum. But mm-hmm. I've always respected them as musicians. I think that they've always put out real solid albums for the most. Just part. some of their riffs go so hard, man. I just think they're that perfect band to like you're just in the car and you're just like bobbing your head to right. like super <laughs> slow Going faster than the speed limit right. <laughs> breaking the rules you know. <laughs> that's been my year in music i mean unless you guys bring something up that i forgot but well for... i mean you went to some pretty balling concerts i mean you oh yeah jack white right i saw yeah. jack white this year and in london in london enough to was... make him like there's no... go to another one at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of this uh, upcoming year oh i yeah. can't wait we're like yeah. four weeks away from that yeah i'm stoked that we're was gonna be awesome. sweet Oh, that's cool. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. That concert was the best concert I've ever seen. Just hands down. That's the greatest show I've ever witnessed. What was um, it about it that was so cool? Well, See, really? Like over Metallica? Over Metallica. But I thought that you said that it was just so crazy. Like it was hard to even like appreciate it. Was. It. I mean, I yeah, I got pushed back like really far away from the stage and and it was sweaty and uncomfortable. But even still, most of the time when I'm at a show, I'm like kind of headbanging or dancing in some mm-hmm. way, singing along. That entire show, I just like stood there and watched, you know? It yeah. was just like something was washing over me, you know? And it's because he he doesn't do a set list. He just sort of like – he's got songs that he pretty much plays every every time, but he doesn't come out with a pre-planned set list. You know, he yeah. just plays it as he feels it. <laughs> Which so, is dope. Yeah, so every – 
every show is sort of unique in its own way. And mm. like that London crowd, just being in line with these people and being in the front with these people and talking to these guys who are, you know, my age and just like, were the most passionate fans I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, these are the most passionate fans I've ever seen at a concert and they do Damn. every freaking word. And like the energy in there, I literally think that if you would have released us at that moment, we could have gone like knocked down a building. You know, <laughs> it was just that crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it well, was that's awesome. dope. So I've gone through a lot of musical stuff this year. I could probably speak to this more than like movies or anything, but so I had a lot of my own musical experiences. Uh, my friend Chris Keenan um, went and to Tennessee and made his own album, and he wanted to debut it in Austin. And so he asked me to play guitar um, at his like debut performance. So that was cool. That was the first like uh, live performance I've gotten to do in probably four or five years. That's so awesome. that was really, you know, it was heart pow- pounding, but it was uh, it was cool it was to be sweet. on the other side of it. It was a cool venue. It? Yeah, I was there. He was all dressed. In, he looked like Johnny Cash. Yeah, it was sweet. Cool. Got to do a little background singing and stuff. But um, so that was cool. That was like refreshing to get back on stage. I also. Um, I'm in the middle of two musical projects right now. Um, I'm I'm collaborating with a group of four other buddies, and uh, we're just doing the whole garage band thing. And um, it, right now, it's like everything that we've done. We haven't like planned anything out. We haven't like talked about what we were gonna do before the song. But everything we've made has just been like, wow, that was cool, man. Like, that was really <laughs> That's good. Awesome, man. There's that. I'm also trying to like be a part of this other band that this guy already has made. He has his own songs. His name's Blake Bowen. It's called Casual Interference. Eric Espino was in it for a little while. Yeah, uh-huh. Eric Espino was in it. And um yeah, he wanted a keyboard player and so I'm gonna try and learn some of his songs. That's gonna be more of like an upcoming this year thing. Um but also I mean when it comes to music as a whole, like what what was influencing this year um i'd say probably the biggest one was snarky puppy discovering snarky puppy was huge for me it made me want to collaborate with people for the first time in in years uh they were just so so dope they're just so good we would put that on for like pretty much like a week straight every night and just listen to jam out it's like retarded it got me into jazz it made me want to listen to jazz i've listened to a little bit of it but like i don't know anything about them at all yeah i would just i would just listen to their most recent one called uh we like it here it's a it's like a live performance album because all all the albums that they do are just live and they just you know have them really well done uh, but it's so good, dude. It's like unbelievably talented and just really, really well written. Um, also, I'm really pissed off that I haven't listened to the Tom York album. That cracks me up. It's ridiculous. He's literally <laughs> like my idol musician, and I haven't listened to his album yet. When did it come out? In like the summer. September, October. Oh, really? Like yeah. He was like before September, October, really? I think. Yeah, it was in the summer. Uh, but yeah, I'm an idiot for not. That just means no. It's like a rainy day fun, man. It, it, I think it might be. Yeah, you know, it's like the emergency sausage (laughs) that we have. Yeah, uh, (laughs) Chase has been introducing me to a lot of bands too because I did not have any music on my phone uh, or on my iTunes because my my phone or my computer got stolen a while back, and so I just didn't have anything on my iTunes, and so I kind of just borrowed a lot of music from Chase. So I picked up like Bombay Bicycle Club and, cool. and uh, I showed you them yeah, yeah, yeah like, I listened cool. to a uh, Foster the People album which was re- I just thought was really good yeah um, it's a good album too yeah so I just have a lot of different stuff going on right now but Hunter doesn't necessarily like listen to music as much as he just makes it I like to play it man literally I, every day he's just playing music it's awesome <laughs> that's awesome yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. and I think all that stimulation from all those projects that he's wor- been working on just like making it come out of him even faster is mm-hmm. just sick yeah <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm looking forward to this year because now I have pretty much everything in my bag to be able to make my own set list if I want. So if I want to go to an open mic night, like 
I can play like four or five different instruments on stage at the same time. <laughs> so if I practice enough, like I can make a set list that will be pretty impressive, hopefully. So that's kind of like the goal going into next year's. He's music. basically just waiting for one of us to pick up a theremin and complete the whole. You Thank know. you. Thank you. Yes, Shebang. that's exactly what I'm waiting for. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was kind of my you know my musical experience this year. Well, you Max? Um, I didn't really like do that much. You drifted away from the hip-hop yet? I drifted a little bit away from hip-hop a little bit for the most part. <laughs> I was kind of reestablishing some of my old love. See, like, the same thing kind of happened to me. I lost all of my music that I had uh-huh. and, like, completely just had to start from scratch. refreshing, man. Which is exactly, because, like, what was on my mind or was, like, things I was listening to currently were all the things that I went back and re-downloaded instantly mm-hmm. for the most part. And then I just, I mean, as far as like new music that came out, there was a sick new Death From Above 1979 album that came out. Never even listened to them. No, no. Death From Above 1979 is this duo of just a bassist and also a drummer. And they were like real big in like the mid to later 2000s, like 2007, 2008. And then right after they released one album, they kind of split up and kind of did their own things for a really long time. And then they finally got back together to do another album, which is usually kind of the recipe for something that's not going to be usually that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everybody kind of looked at it as like, this is probably going to be really strange and weird. But they, um, when they got back together, I love their new album. I like it almost more than their old album. And I also got to see them. They came by uh, Warehouse Live in Houston, which is one of my favorite venues. That venue's like, so Just sick. the right like mm-hmm. size, you know? Mm-hmm. Just big enough for a bunch of standing room, but also other room if you need to like get off to the side and like kind of make it more of a chill occasion. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. They literally played all of their newest album, and they played maybe all but two songs from their first one. That being said, they only have two albums out, so it's pretty easy to get <laughs> all those songs pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I've been kind of getting back into some other bands. Uh, I've been listening to the drums a lot, which if you haven't checked them out, if you like that Bombay uh, Blue Cycle Club. Bombay Bicycle Club? Bombay, yeah. yeah. They're called The Drums? They're just, called The Drums. I just thought you were like, I've been listening to uh, some drums. No, just <laughs> like drums. Drum tracks. Drum a lot tracks. of drum tracks. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to Portamento this year, and that's been really great. Um, other than that, I mean, a lot of singer-songwriters, too. Uh, Mac DeMarco, which is a really good singer-songwriter who is from Canada. I like really haven't nice. gotten into that sort of style of music. I the only it. reason that I'm... Singer-songwriter stuff? I just haven't found one that's like hit me, I guess. Oh. No. You gotta find the, just the right yeah. one. It's, and I think what makes Mac, because I like to, uh, I've been learning to like play songs and sing them and just play it for people and just mm-hmm. to like, you know, just to make sure that I'm like still being immersed in the music and things like that. Get and his songs are really going. easy and really like fun and like upbeat and like mm-hmm. have some sort of like character in his voice and things like that. So it's been a lot of fun just learning to play those and just like that. It's been a real chill year for music for yeah. me, I think. For I actually have a couple other things to throw in. Me and Chase went to uh, a S.W.O.R.D. concert this year. Yep, he went to his first S.W.O.R.D. show. Uh, Chase was really <laughs> let down because there was, some, there was an asshole in the crowd that kind of ruined it for everybody. <laughs> no, yeah. um, he was but, messed but up, At man. the same time, yeah, he had to be on LSD or, or meth or something. <laughs> uh, but at the, but at the same time, you know... I've, I'll tell you, Chase, I, I still was going hard in the concert. I still had a really good time. Yeah, Kyle good. Shutt was still just, like, really fun to watch, just, like, freaking hair blowing in the wind and yeah, shredding. Dude. He's a trick. Um, so the Sword concert was, it was, you know, without that guy, it would have been better, but it was still good. Like, they played yeah. well. Yeah. Um, we also saw um, Den- White Denim. Right? Oh, we did see White Denim. And uh, that was really cool. We actually like got to take a picture with the guitarist, and he's like this country badass. We guy almost got him on the podcast. Yeah, man. dude, that'd be that so close. Dope. That would have been sick. And uh, yeah, that so been the moment. 
Yeah. We got to see some uh, some cool Austin uh, concert stuff. So that White Denim's a fantastic band, dude. Mm-hmm. I love that band, dude. And and plus, we also reviewed the Alt J album and on our on our show. Like, was it last I show? Think it was the last episode. And I mean, even though I didn't like it as much as the first one, like I thought it was really good. Still, I still thought album. it was good. You know. So yeah. those are those are my last takes. I've just drifted more into metal in this last. Towards the end of the year, man. Like I've I'm also just... drifted into metal a little bit. Yeah, I've drifted away since high school from metal for the really? most part. I still love Metallica. I still love metal, but I just don't. It makes me angry. It makes me like, you know. It's supposed to make you riled up. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, but I don't want to be riled. <laughs> well, if you don't want to be riled, then don't listen to metal. I want to be happy. That's That's true. I want to be happy. I, yeah, I just think Queens of the Stone Age is what really like has gotten me back into it. After, I mean, you know, I've always listened to Sword and all that, and then like Queens of the Stone Age is such a different type of metal, and then mm-hmm. like. What it is is I think I just love metal shows so much. And so every what got me into Queens of Stone Age was like I pictured a lot of these songs I liked live. And I was just like, dude, if I was hearing this live, I would be going just ham right now. <laughs> and I also saw uh, Macedon and Gojira. And that was... I love the dope. name Gojira. Yeah, it's awesome, right? <laughs> it's pretty sick. It was insanity, dude. Like that concert was nuts. It was everything I wanted it to be. And I actually got into Mastodon a little bit afterwards. Like yeah. they got some great music too. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's just been a very metal field. I understand like. that because you know we got you know Nick and Andrew, two friends of ours who are just like metal fiends for the yes. most part. And yeah. when they say metal, they take it to like the extreme right. of metal. <laughs> and I've been hanging out with them quite a bit lately, and um, there's one band that they've been listening to that really just stuck with me for no reason at all. I don't know why. It was just like I was in their car and I was listening to it, and like the meanest riff you've ever heard in your yeah. entire life. Wow, came on. It was just I like need to the, hear it now. It was so sick. It's what the is this riff ever? They're called Nails. Ooh, they are a cool name. Super <laughs> dope. Uh, have a couple albums. Uh, the first one, Unsilent Death, pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the next Liquid one, Fetus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Liquid Fetus. <laughs> That's a sick name. Actually, write that one down. The best part about this band, though, is that all their songs are super short. Which is I like to that. me, it's like metal can be like super great, but after a while, you're just like, you, I don't know. There's something about like it's like white noise. After and a while. it can just be too much after a while. And the best part about this band is that their albums are like super short. Their albums are only like 20 minutes. That's But weird. they're just like real back. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's like super just like dark, very like 90s sort of influenced and very just like gritty and riff driven, which is the awesome. Not just like sporadic anymore because there's times when you're listening to metal and you're like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got to say, that's sort of how good Jira was. But when I finally watched them live and I was like listening to just their gallops and stuff, it was... I would, in my mind, I was like, how are they even keeping time right now? Like, these guys are so technical. And, like, I used to hate that word when people said it. Like, yeah. oh, it's so technically sad. But really, like, they would just rip these – like, I couldn't keep count at all. And then every band – like, every transition was just on the on key. And it was yeah. sick. You know? I don't understand how people play so fast. I mean, it's hard for me to just play stuff that's, like, you know – takes a lot of coordination but to play it at a speed that's so like ridiculous it's like what do you do how are you getting to that like level yeah a lot of blows my mind a lot of timing but yeah that's good i think i think it was a good year for for music for music i think it's a pretty solid musical year but when radiohead drops a new album i'm gonna be in it i'm gonna be i'm gonna be you know m.i.a for what was the last radiohead album that came out your favorite one the king of limbs Oh God! <laughs> Did you not like it? King of Limbs is terrible. I can't oh, okay, stand sure. yeah, King of Limbs. Yeah, you got me convinced. <laughs> <laughs> the noise that is called King of Limbs. It's just like a bunch of hallway and reverb. 
<laughs> Sticks clicking. Exactly. Just like one instrument after another. 19 instruments all coming in at once, you know. All right, get your blasphemy out of here. Move on. All right, anyway. <laughs> so, all right, music was pretty good. I think we can all agree. Yes. But yeah. honestly, another strong element of the year, I think, were movies. I think yeah. the movie game this year was actually pretty solid. Great year for movies. I think there's some pretty about. sick movies that came out, which is why I went ahead and made a whole list of pretty much all of the good ones that came out, and most of the shitty ones, too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. But this is a to talk to both of them. <laughs> What I want to bring up first are kind of movies that I know I didn't see. I'm pretty sure Chase didn't see. Yeah. I think you didn't see either. I never watch movies, hardly. Oh, no. <laughs> or not in the movie theater, at least, so. We'll get, we'll get the ones that are off the table out of the way. That's okay. so that, you know, if you're listening to this, you know why we didn't bring them up okay. for the most part. A uh, movie that I really wish I had seen before I did this podcast was Birdman. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Birdman with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of really good things about it. It's um, a little meta, Stone. you know. It's, it's about like incredibly a, meta. It's yeah. literally about him playing yeah. Batman and how that, like, pretty much changed his life and like only it's not Batman it's Birdman Birdman <laughs> but um, apparently uh, you it know, looks super artsy people, yeah very artsy I know Edward Norton's in it I know he, I heard he does a really good job kind of playing himself at the same time too so right. like you said it's very meta um, that one other things good. that I wish I had seen Lost River which was what is the that Ryan Gosling debuted movie at Cannes that he made this directorial debut no way starred Eva Mendez and a few other characters is um, he in it Matt, no, he's not. Well, What's it called again? Matt's uh, Lost River. Hmm. And it's got really mixed reviews. And the reason I really wanted to see it was because when I first saw Only God Forgives, which was not the best movie ever. It's a scrimshaw. It got super oh. booed at Kane's, and this movie did too. But I watched Only people God Forgives. People booed it? Yeah. That's just disrespectful. Uh, I know. Kane's is kind of an asshole. Like, the people of Kane's are, like, known for being dicks What now. do you mean? Can- what is Kane's? Kane's Festival is a... Uh, Film it's festival. like a film festival. Yeah, film okay. festival for yeah, that's stupid, film. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it, it literally like it like the, the only things I can boo is like evil. <laughs> 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 like, that's yeah, the only that's thing true. I can be like boo, boo, evil, go away. <laughs> tisk tisk. But I wanted to see it just because I watched Only God Forgives a few more times after I watched it, and every time that I watched it again, I liked it more. Hmm, okay. Sounds like a radio album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Snarky. Some other movies that I wish I had seen. Um, Foxcatcher, kind of wish I had yeah, seen. Yeah, man. That Which one was so that? Good. That, that looked so strange. That one's first... with Channing Tatum and uh, Steve Carell, where he's like the Ooh, wrestling coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What got me is on like watching the trailer uh, at the very end, where like he walks into the wrestling room with like a gun, and you're like, yeah. oh mm-hmm. my god, like yeah. this looks like it's going some weird places. And just... Especially since like not to knock it, but when I first started seeing the trailer, I thought it was like setting up a joke. Because those guys <laughs> like are like a dark you know, joke, you know what I mean? Like right, a really yeah. dark joke, like a dark comedy. Because Channing Tatum's really associated yeah. with comedy. Yeah. Steve, Steve Carell is like primarily associated with <laughs> yeah. comedy. So you're just like, what? Yeah, um, I want to see that because I hope it. I, I hope heard, it does well because I, I want this both. I'm sorry, go. Oh yeah, I just want both of them to like continue. I want to see their careers keep going. So. I just think Steve Carell. Uh, somebody I heard that he just did an amazing performance. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to see him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, other than that, there's some other ones here and there. I never watched like Neighbors, which I heard was pretty funny. Yeah, it looked like um, slapstick kind of. Yeah, but, like you know, modern slapstick. I really didn't think like the comedy game was that strong this year. There was a couple of. Like, I didn't see really Dumb and Dumber too. I didn't see Dumb and Dumber yeah, too either. Which yeah, was tough. Um, it's a bummer. Some other ones, uh, Skeleton Twins, which has Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader in it. Which oh is kind of, yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be really good. It's and I like those kind of yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean. 
there were a few like they did two animes this year and they turned them into movies, live action movies in Japan. And there were two <laughs> animes that I watched like from the late nineties era, and they were one I grew up watching, and I haven't seen them yet, and it kills me. Really, I didn't even hear about <laughs> and, these. And um, no, once uh, they made a loop on the third movie, no, which I cannot find Lupin anywhere. The third. Yeah, which I cannot find <laughs> anywhere, and I want to watch it so bad. It looks so good, and they also. That's did, right. Uh, I saw that trailer. The trailer looked awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And um, there's also a Roroni Kenshin movie that came out, which if you're not familiar with that, it was like, do you remember Is that it like one a samurai? All? Yeah, where yeah. it was a samurai. It was also called Samurai X a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all about this samurai who had like a sword that was like, didn't have a blade on it because he killed too many people. And it was, it was sick. Dude. Oh, it was dope. That I right just, there I just up. don't. Have y'all felt like you've ever watched a live action movie based on a cartoon that did it justice? Uh, no, but I feel like this is the year to do it. All right. These movies look great. I hope so. I mean, it's just, I just, it's like. I want to give it my all and like like support it because I do support it. But I it's think like changing animes too is especially tough because I saw this isn't even live action, but it's like CGI or something called Appleseed. Yeah, that movie was awful. Yeah, I got like nuts. twenty minutes into that and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Are you like skipping to like the major movies? Yeah. Well, a little bit, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just yeah, making sure. You I'm like, will be he's able skipping to get over some this. big ones right now. No, these, these are, are all just movies yeah. that I haven't seen. Oh, that's right. Okay, These are all I'm movies be... that I haven't seen. Okay. That's all of them. Now let's get into what we know and what we love. All right. And what we thought was really good. Cool. Okay. Um, first off, some strong hitters uh, for comedy, which were, I think, mostly earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Lego movie. So yes. good. That was this year? Good. Oh, it was my really God. really early this year. You saw it that, Hunter? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. It the was foolish so move of Nail. So many classic jokes <laughs> in that. Just, I see everything. Oh, my eyes. Like, yeah. that kind of stuff, which was all. The best, I think the best part about that movie was it had some jokes where you literally had to have grown up with Legos to get them. Oh, okay. Like, it Absolutely. had some Lego fan service in there that was done really tastefully that completely flew under the radar of most other people who don't play with Legos. And I was just like, thanks for that. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> Thanks for validating my childhood a little bit. <laughs> and not only that, but it was just the tiniest, clever, like – Things that movie, the one realm called Middle Zealand, dude. Oh my god, that's I terrible. literally erupted <laughs> in that movie when I read that. You know, and that's just like there was a two word thing for a yeah. second. I just thought it was funny how they took like a child's uh, movie and they actually did like a little bit of social commentary with the whole everything is awesome thing. Oh yeah, and, like, no, absolutely. I just yeah. thought that was really interesting. Like they totally did not have to do that, but they did and exactly. they did it well and I was like, cool, awesome, yeah. thank you. And then the way it just played right into the very end where like it was actually some kid's Lego set. I love that. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that movie was fantastic. I love that movie a lot. The other, I think, heavy hitter of comedy is obviously Anchorman 2. Oh Ooh. my God. Wait, dude, really? why is it so divisive? Because we talked about this on the last... No, podcast Anchorman. was it yeah that's Anchorman what i said my it? favorite movie was of the last year do we have the dates wrong we might have the dates wrong mm. i don't think so because we looked up a huge list of movies that yeah, came we out like 2014 went down a list of 2000 but do you remember us talking about this in the last holiday special no that's what i said my favorite movie was well you and i year. saw it together max when did we see it was know. it this year I thought it was this year. All right. Well, Maybe regardless, it was like a Christmas movie that canceled or went over into mm-hmm. January. Huh. Regardless, I thought it was really, really funny, but I felt like a lot of people that I talked to just didn't even give it a chance. I don't know why. Well, I, I honestly understand. didn't think it was going to be very funny. I didn't think it was going to be that funny either, but I, within seconds, was erupting. Well, like, because the busted. opening was 
hilarious. Yeah. Yep. The opening is a hysteric- and I, I arguably thought, thought that like that movie was funnier than the first one. Like, I, it's arguable. I'm not going to say that, but yeah, like I'm it's saying it's up statement. there. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny. I don't think Some it was as stuff. classic as the first one, but I think that but it think was it's arguably as funny. To make a second movie as classic. I don't think that. I think. I think. I would say it was a better movie, also because. I think the way it was shot was a lot better, a lot more interesting, and they played around with like color and cinematography really well. Like every scene in that movie popped to the eye pretty they well. They definitely played to like the more modern aspect of movies like nowadays, because you know Anchorman one's pretty old and came yeah. out in a different realm of funny movies, mm-hmm. like old school and all those movies yeah. did. And it's coming out now where like you know comedy's changed a little bit, and I think they like did it kind of halfway up to that point, but still kind of kept those. There was also some social commentary That's in there what, yeah. as well. That's what I was going to say. Kyle I mean, not to beat a dead belt. horse, yeah. but yeah, they, they had three specific instances where they were like, okay, so this is where we're at now, and that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. let's just put a bunch of words on the screen, and everyone will <laughs> love it. And it totally is. That's exactly how we are right now. So, um, so, I mean, other than that, I mean, I really don't think there was any other that funny movies that came out. Yeah. Uh, I really don't think... Now that, that you mentioned it, yeah, I can't really... Very strong this yeah, year. I mean, Dumb and Dumber 2 might be, but, I mean, we haven't we seen don't it. We don't know. So, we'll, we'll, we'll have to check it out. Nobody. Really, Nobody. no one knows. <laughs> um, also, this is a pretty strong year for uh, superhero movies as well. Uh, okay, bring them on. I mean, arguably. Uh, I know Homeboy over here hated Captain America Winter Soldier. That movie's awful. Okay. He, well, I watched it on a plane. Uh, I'm not gonna say that it was like amazing, but I thought that it was decent. I, I thought that the the villain was cool. Like that was like my favorite part of the movie, just that the Winter Soldier was badass. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean it was the, definitely the best part of the movie. I think something kind of happened when me and Chase talked about it, to where we both kind of started. I remember we were on the phone. I was on my way leaving the Winter Soldier, and we were talking, and we both did not want to really say what we thought about the movie yet. <laughs> yeah. And it was literally like I maybe leaned towards liking it, and you leaned towards hating it. But through our conversations over the last like you know eight months, we polarized ourselves into like. But that's the thing is up. every time I talk about it with anybody, I am just like further reinforcing enforcing all of my thoughts on it and yeah i straight up don't like that movie i think that movie's really bad what was so bad about it? i just think every most of the plot points were just laughable i mean if you want to spoil the movie on here like we should give spoiler warnings i'll throw them out you want to do that i I feel like we can't we can't be spoiling movies at the end of the year you know what i mean like the only movie i feel like would be spoiled is if i talked about lord of the rings right now so you're saying let's go for it the hobbit yeah i think that i think that we're fine I think that guy, one of the villains being like downloaded into a computer and like talking to them from like a 1980s computer was stupid as hell. I think whenever Samuel L. Jackson died and I don't know, was like, hey, guess what? I'm actually not dead. Thank God I'm not actually dead because there's no way I would possibly die because, you know, I'm not going to be dead. Yeah. That was just like, oh, okay, you could have done something interesting and you didn't. And then not only that, the very end, um, Scarlett Johansson's character was like, it, it, shit's about to go down. It, the the game over is about to come up, and she's like, "I was actually this old lady in disguise this whole time," and then like saves the day. And I'm like, "Are you shitting me?" It's just yeah. everything was such like a whoo. That was a close one, but thank God everything worked out. Kind of moment. yeah. I understand, but I think Marvel is like literally known for having like the campy comic aspect in all of their movies. It was just much too much for part. me, dude. I mean. It wasn't that it's not campy in Guardians of the Galaxy or in the Avengers. Like you don't to think that, that point. the Avengers is campy because that's like my biggest argument for like against Marvel movies is that they're just all play or play on like the campiness. Can you can you define campy for me? I think that they just do like they do things like this that are okay. Like all the things that he said are one hundred percent okay in comic books, but they're just not okay to like modern movie 
Because you're wanting to be kind of like suspended belief. Yeah, you it's know? a suspension of disbelief where you can call it out for that or you can kind of let it go. Yeah. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Which is why I'm not going to argue it. I thought that like the... But it can be done a little bit better than that. You know, like I... You can throw me a bone every once in a while and at least do something interesting. I mean, Christopher Nolan does that. Christopher Nolan, yeah. I mean, I think he made really excellent movies, but he's not associated with Marvel. And he's not as big as Marvel. Well, no, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't want to throw Marvel a bone uh, just because that's how they are. You know, I, I don't want to just accept that their movies are quote unquote campy just because that's how they are. I mean, we, we should continue to hold them to a standard. I mean, I thought, I always thought that Christopher Nolan with the dark Knight and, and with like a, like man of steel, I love man of steel. Man of Steel's great. I, I, also like man I steel. thought that those set the standard uh, and uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that Marvel is necessarily not living up to the standard cause it's a different type of movie. I feel like, but I don't know. I just like, the way that Christopher Nolan did his superhero movies more than how Marvel, for the most part, is I mean, done they're just overall more interesting. Other yes. than, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out this year. But hold on. I want to cool. add a couple more things to Captain America. You didn't let me get done <laughs> pooping Please, on go this movie. On. I think but he, no one, I mean, come on. No one really likes this movie. No, dude. People loved that movie. Yeah. Like, well, I guess a lot of people, people did loved that movie. movie. And, like, yeah. here's the deal. They have an opportunity, like, the action could have been, it was good in some points. There were a couple fight scenes between him and the Winter Soldier, like, with the knife and all that, I thought were great. And then the one uh, fight scene where he was storming the ship, I thought was great. But if you're going to have, like, a hand-to-hand combat superhero, and you have the budget that you do, employ some of the best fight choreographies that you can find, you know? And I may be a little bit spoiled because we watch a lot of kung fu, but I... I just w- I was disappointed with the fighting in that movie, and and considering how much it was showcased, I thought it could have been done better. You yeah. know, I understand. Um, I think that it was a good middle ground. I think that like it wasn't a kung fu movie, so you can't hold it to that kind of like choreography. Mm-hmm. I think the choreography was really well done for a superhero movie. Honestly, but I see, think that the fighting in that movie is way more interesting than the fighting in Avengers. Okay, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to argue against that because I can't, nothing pops out in the Avengers, but I don't, doesn't, don't you think it kind of sucks that every compliment you have for Captain America is always comes with a caveat? Like, well, it's good for this. I absolutely oh, it's, think it's that. can't be for that. Like, don't you, like, doesn't that kind of bum you out? I think so, yeah. Why can't but... it just be good on its own? Well, then, because that's what you're making, you're going to shit on the movie because there's these little things that are, like, breaking you down while yeah. you're saying at the it same was time, a little yeah, though. it was good, but this and that. Like, you're saying the same thing. We're both in the middle ground, I think. I mean, you I don't think anyone here movie. like was over and above about this movie, but no one really like hated it. I mean, he apparently really did not like it. Yeah, but... yeah I really disliked it, and I even thought but the art. Okay. I thought the art direction was really generic too. Like, I thought all of the ships and all of the military stuff that they had just looked like your most generic, um, super testosterone filled tanks and airplanes and stuff. You know, I mean, I would one hundred percent agree with that. I mean, absolutely. Like, I don't find that um, the Marvel movies are as interesting. I think I've come around as of late, to start accepting that aspect. I, like, I hate, like, I didn't hate, but, like, Thor 1, Thor 2, I thought were awful. I thought that, I thought Captain America 1 was, like, the only good movie out of, like, the first run of, like, the Marvel Avengers people to, yeah. to come out. Um, you didn't I like thought, any of the Iron Man? I hate Iron, Iron Man. Iron Man 1 was, like, know, pretty man. cool. I, I like thought, Iron I think, man. I'm not going to deny the fact that Robert Downey Jr. isn't, like, the best Tony Stark ever, yeah. and replacing him skin might, like, honestly destroy that character. Seriously, uh, I could agree. But I think that is, it's this quirkiness that left me in there, not, like, the action aspects of Iron Man. Like, I liked watching Tony Stark more than I liked watching Iron Man. Right. 
Um, Iron Man 2 was whack. Iron Man 3, I couldn't stand. And see, my, my complaints with those movies are the same I have with Captain America, where if you have Iron Man, you have this incredible suit and this superhero that can do amazing things, and you only give me like two action scenes that really do something cool, I think you've wasted a huge opportunity. And I think they wasted a huge opportunity, same with Captain America, where like he's this hand-to-hand super soldier, and he doesn't really do anything that cool with it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on. I don't know. Yeah, we we're don't beating need to talk the dead horse a little bit here. <laughs> we have a, well, we have a lot more movies There's to cover. There's a bunch of movies on this yeah, list that we got to run through here yeah, real that's quick. that's what I'm saying. Hopefully the rest of them aren't as passionate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the other two giants that came out as far as superhero movies go are obviously Guardians of the Galaxy and yep. the new X-Men movie, which were both See, I didn't get to good. see the new X-Men movie. I never that watched kills X-Men me. anything, pretty much. Really? Like, I've watched a, the movie, like, one or two of the X-Men movies, but not to the point where I was, like, super stoked. It was just because like, like, oh, man, X-Men 2? X Men Two used to be like my favorite. X Men Blank, I didn't really like it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I understand that. Well, then, okay. I just thought the new run of X, the X Men reboot, reboot was great, and I think obviously Michael Fassbender is just incredible as Magneto, and I want to see more of that. Yeah, we're all over Ian. I think most people are over Ian McKellen. I think is his name playing Magneto, that old guy. Yeah, really? Why? I'm over it. He's just he's so you'll if you see the new movie, you can kind of see the fact that like. He is, like, so old now that, like, yeah. even his suit looks, like, ridiculous on him. Yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's, like, decrepitly old. I think there was, like, a death scene in there where he was just, like, kind of, like, in order to die, he just kind of was, like, oh. It's, like, literally, like, barely changed his <laughs> He breathes too hard. And you're, like, I could barely even tell if you were alive before. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, but, but yeah. hey, Guardians of the Galaxy, I was literally so sour off of Captain America that I was, like, I'm going to stop watching Marvel movies because the only way to, like... To have a voice is to not go to these movies. And then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and holy hell, that's the best Marvel movie out there, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know? You went and saw it twice. Saw it twice. I, haven't seen I saw it, it twice, too, actually. I haven't seen it yet. I thought that that was really interesting how they could make the most obscure Marvel thing arguably the best Marvel thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you think that think it's because of that, maybe? more refreshing, I think. Do you think that, do you feel like, because, like, did y'all know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie? I literally I like only, knew the name and yeah. that's it. I knew who they were because they were in another, they were in a game. Do you think that that played into your, you know, going back to this old idea about, like, trailers and expectations and stuff before going into the movie, do you feel like you gave that one just kind of like, well, well, pff, you know, this one's going to suck, went in there, it was actually really good, so you're like, oh my god, this movie's amazing, whereas the other ones, you know, Iron Man, Hulk... Or not Hulk, but or maybe Hulk, but like the other, you know, Marvel movies where it's superheroes we know, we have these high expectations because we know them and they just didn't deliver. Like they were just right under the mark that we had yeah, set for them. Do you think that, that plays into how we're perceiving these movies? I I think as a movie I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was gonna be really good. I did think oh. that going into it. Okay. Just because I think that, you know, they got Chris Pratt who was big at the time yeah. and he was everybody liked Chris of, Pratt. Mm-hmm. Um, they went full out. raccoon, which is fantastic. And <laughs> I think everybody was really stoked to find that out. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think everything else is what made me like that movie so much. I'm with you is, though, Hunter. I didn't know what to expect. I think that definitely helped out how much I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. It's just expectations going into the movie really make a lot of how you perceive the movie. I yeah. Think. That's a big reason why I don't read uh, movie reviews before I go to movies anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't even, I mean, even like South Park and just the, the, the trailers, I'm just trying to watch less of them. Yeah. So I can it enjoy helps. it when I'm there. You know? <laughs> I think but, that's smart, honestly. Yeah. Um, so the last other like smaller segment, I think that we got to go over before we hit all the rest of the movies is the action movies that came out this year. And I think there were two real solid ones. Okay. Oh, and that yeah. would be, 
John Wick, which I think we saw. Oh, and yes. that movie was sick. And yes. also The Raid 2, which was yeah. incredible. It was incredible. Now, do you think it was better than The Raid? No, but that's okay. okay. That that's is okay. totally fine because that's like one of the, that's in my top three favorite it is. action kung fu movies Same of here. all time. I think The Raid 2 did exactly what it needed to do. Yeah. You know, um, it it stepped it up with. I think there was more fighting, arguably. Oh, than the there Raid was two. more fighting. Uh, and it also like stylized itself a little bit more. It kind of had like the baseball bat guy and yeah. the whatever hammer, hammer girl. girl. It kind of had like comic book aspects to it that were really nice. Um, and that movie was fantastic. But dude, John Wick was great. John Wick was sweet. John Wick was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, we just, exactly. We just you know fully hopped on the Keanu. Oh training. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just uh, it's Keanu fanboy no status now. Right now. It's now. It's yeah, right. I it's actually 50 watched. Years old. I actually it's watched part 50. of Forty Seven Ronin again last night. Was that like this, that wasn't this year? That right? was last that year. Was last year. That was last year but. No, I mean, it was you know whatever. Yeah, that was whatever. <laughs> Forty Seven Ronin wasn't his best work, but I thought no. the Ray. I thought that his one, this John Wick, was definitely. I I didn't walk out being like overwhelmed by how amazing it was, but I definitely thought it was like a really solid effort. Yeah, sure. I mean, I give it a, like a solid B B plus. I just think that the the Russian guy was honestly almost the star of that movie. Like he was hilarious <laughs> to me, and his antics were great. Yeah. But dude, just the the headshots in it that was movie so precise. <laughs> Everything he did. That's what that's yeah. how they made him come off was that he was so precise. Yeah. And they did make him seem really dangerous. But sometimes that can be kind of like gimmicky. Like he's unstoppable. But mm. like he literally was he very like, calculated. It. Yeah. Right. And oh man, there was, was just, just a sense of inertia to that movie too. Yeah. Like everything he did, like you could feel it in your own chest. Yeah. Almost. It had weight. Yeah. That movie had weight for I sure. I just yeah. uh, part of me like I wanted and did not. Want this this one? I, I I found myself being like, why is he so badass? Like, what was he doing before that made him so badass? And I, and I wanted to maybe get a glimpse into his past, but then I felt like if you did glimpse into his past, it would kind of like it would be hard for them to really do a good job of like you know giving you giving you a seamless yeah like a seamless you know take on why this guy is the way because the only thing you got was the fact that he did some impossible job right you yeah know? and so but I, can, I thought it was funny how the, yeah like the guy the the was it the Russian guy who was mm-hmm. the main bad guy yeah. he like brought kind of like a doomed like comedy about it yeah. like, well, yeah, yeah. you know we're all kind of screwed <laughs> <You're so laughs> yeah. there's nothing you can do yeah we'll try our best but hey whatever. <laughs> Well, I mean, we also saw the Man of Tai Chi, which was a directed by Keanu Reeves, yeah, and that was really another good. great. That wasn't made movie. this year, though, was it? I don't think it was, but I just want to say so that good. it's it's just it it fits into that arc of Keanu Reeves like fanboyism that we have. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was, I mean, really, it was really, really well good. choreographed. Um, yeah, that was, movie was great. I thought it was awesome. That was yeah. That's one of my favorite kung fu or like kung fu action movies as far as like when it comes to just straight martial arts i just love the, I like that one. the final fight of that when like it doesn't set it up really at all he just goes back to his dojo <laughs> yeah. and then out of nowhere out of the side just keanu reeves just starts walking out taking off his jacket just gets straight to business yeah. <laughs> and that is so tight yeah, yeah so he does like the good. thing where he like implodes his chest oh, you know yeah. i was like dude that's exactly the, uh, how i wanted it to look hadouken <laughs> or kamehameha wave or whatever Some tech stuff right <laughs> Um, I think other than that, I think there were some other just kind of gener- not generic, but like just awesome heavy hitters that came out later this year. Uh, I saw Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was awesome. Nightcrawler was great, man. Nightcrawler that movie was fucked. I was wish sweet. I could see that movie. I it, have not seen it. It is really. There good. was something though that I felt like held it back from being one of the greatest movies. I though. think that was just the subject matter that was like kind of hard to immerse me in the fact that like 
he's a cameraman going out. Like I think it was just honestly that aspect. I think everything else about that movie is something that I really liked. I really liked his character a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, like, he did. That, he yeah. was the best part of that movie. Absolutely, I yeah. think that character was great. Even like the boss lady who we had to interact with. And yeah. How like mm-hmm. how like that was broken just gross by his and weird feeling. Yeah, how powerful she seemed at first, but then like how his like charisma was what like broke her down and like mm-hmm. I don't yeah. But yes, fantastic movie. I thought that was a really good movie. Uh, other great movies Makes that you came think. out. Interstellar. One yeah. I thought really good. Yeah, man. That, one, that one deserves some time, I think. When we were talking about uh, trailers, I think this is kind of important to mention the fact that this had like probably the most expectations to live up to, I think, the entire year. Yeah, and that being said, so. I'm pretty happy with how, um, you know, you almost expected it to create a really polarized response mm-hmm. where after the movie everyone was going to be either it was mind-blowing or it was awful and almost everyone who saw it like they pretty much said like yeah it was really good and it didn't create this ridiculous polarization like i had expected like it to, you know yeah uh, i i feel like yeah it was either like people thought it was good or it was like amazing you yeah know? It, and and I, I feel like it kind of had to do with just like your interest in the subject matter a little bit like space travel and science and that kind of right. stuff and but I think um, that can be pretty interesting to like most people, especially the way that they presented it in the movie. Right. They, yeah. The way they did it, it was almost just like, this is the way it is in our world, and mm-hmm. we're not going to really explain it too much, but mm-hmm. you're just going to be along for this ride. And I I thought it was great. And I, I think that movie set up like kind of two lines of entertainment there. Like for the people who are super into science and all that, you mm-hmm. could kind of go there and see the spaceships and see the black hole and all this and do that and really enjoy it. But even just the um, emotional side of the movie yeah. with the characters. Oh, man. That, there was, was some so tear-jerking heavy, moments. That movie, that movie. was... That was heavy. It was emotionally exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. And I haven't had an emotional response to a movie like I've had to that one in a really long time. And I that's, that's sort of how I great movies you know is like what kind what can they bring out of me right and i saw it twice and the second time around still every beat had mm-hmm. the same reaction same gut check yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that went to it yeah like whenever they got back and it was 23 years later i was like oh man <laughs> that's you know, like that oh, movie went man. there <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i thought it was really good i thought matthew mcconaughey did great um mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a whole lot. Uh, I I think this one would be one I wouldn't want to do a bunch of spoilers for, but uh, just because it was released in like mid November. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought that you know, how long was the movie? It's like two hours. It was a pretty long movie. I feel like it almost felt longer than it probably even was just because of that emotional roller coaster. But it was like um, okay that it was so long. Yeah, I thought that the res- the resolution of the movie was like pretty decent. I guess I mm-hmm. wouldn't have asked for a whole lot else and it was kind of hard to wrap my head around some of the concepts but for the most part like i give that movie an a yeah yeah for sure, for sure. no problem that's pretty good that. one last movie that i wanted to bring up um that i know chase hated but i loved and i don't know if you saw it uh grand budapest hotel oh yeah i didn't was like that, that this movie. year yeah that was this year that was early this year um i love that movie i okay. don't know why chase doesn't like it i'll put it to you this way and then i and then you can come back to me but I basically how I characterize that movie is is, is it's like you meet an extremely charming person, mm-hmm. just absolutely, mm-hmm. um, but none of his charms work on you. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like I see you for what you are, but it didn't, it just didn't work for Do me. Do you feel that about all Wes Anderson movies for the most part? Well, see, I haven't seen a lot of them, um, but I love Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, I really like Moonrise Kingdom. But see, when I walked out of Grand Budapest Hotel, I wasn't like upset, and I didn't think it was awful. I just didn't like it. You know. Yeah. It just didn't, it was too much for me. It was too, it was like, 
you went in there kind of knowing what to expect from a Wes Anderson movie, and then he took all of those aspects and just like put them on twenty. You know what I mean? I understand, and I think he I, he definitely went full Wes Anderson on it. Yes, and that's he like did. totally okay to me. Like I think it was all done still really like tastefully. I thought everything still like worked together well. I thought it wasn't like obnoxious yeah. by well, any means. The best part was the script, in my opinion. Yeah, I it think was, the writing was incredible. Yeah, the way people the writing talk, yeah. felt like a like a book. And that's why yeah. I liked it a lot. Was it felt like dialogue that you would read rather than see on a movie? And yeah. I like. I think that's something that he's kind of known for, for the most part. I actually, I have three movies. So three hundred Rise of an Empire. I'm pretty sure came out this yes, year. It did. Yes, it did. I watched it. Did you all watch it? I did not. We watch did it. not. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still pretty cool. I'll yeah, give it that. Maybe a B. Uh, <laughs> Gone Girl. I was gonna yeah say that one too. Did you see Gone Girl? Uh, I did not. Did y'all see it? The thing about Gone Girl, which is what I wanted to bring up, is that was the most caught off guard I'd ever been by a movie. It wasn't. <laughs> That's I, great. That's I don't an amazing think, yeah. uh, stat. One of the most jaw-dropping moments in a movie I've ever had. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. literally to the point where it took me, like, 20 seconds to almost unravel out of myself after that. And, like, I felt so, like, I could feel what happened in that, in that movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but the cinematography... Fantastic! Just the way it looked, it had this like kind of blue glossiness yeah. to it. Um, the soundtrack, the soundtrack was great. Really, it was so good, dude. The, the soundtrack, soundtrack was, was so good and very mood setting. There was like a lot of symbolism in that movie that I honestly couldn't. I never really caught on to, like as far as the meaning, but I knew it was there. Um, like the cat, his cat, I swear represents something. Like his cat <laughs> was in a lot of very pivotal moments in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that. It was kind of there, and I was thinking about it for so long after the movie. Really, like, that's why I liked it. Um, and even and then once the movie was over, when you reflect on everything that happened and where they were at the resolution, it really makes you ask a lot of really important questions about, like, what relationships are and all kinds of stuff like that. And I had, like, a three-hour conversation that stemmed from that movie. Not even about that movie, but that, like, came out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I that I think that's a testament to how good it, it was. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Oh. So you said you have one more movie after that? Yeah, I just saw The Hobbit today. So oh, the last, yeah. The last, uh, <laughs> the last iteration of Middle Earth, man. And how was it? Um, I think that, well, it was actually only two and a half hours. So only two and a half only hours, two and huh? Half? Wow. Well, I mean, considering that 100% of the other Peter Jackson Lord like of the Rings films are three yeah. and a half, to, oh. three to three and a half. So, I, you know, I was kind of glad that they, you know, backed off a little bit. Um, I thought that it was a good movie. I thought that they left some loose ends, and there was some leaps in logic as far as, like, well, why, did, why didn't they just do this kind yeah. of thing? And the ending, I, I just... It was a, it was a Doe's Machina again. Really? And so it was just hard for me to walk out and be like super compelled to be like all about this movie with a, a sort of unbelievable ending. But can I ask a question? This is kind of a spoiler. Okay. But I don't really care. If, yeah. As long as y'all don't care. Um, does the movie open up with like a huge action scene? Um, it opens up with the dragon. So it pretty much opens up with like number two's ending. Yes. Okay. But dude, the dragon seems pretty dope. Like that well, was one of my favorite parts of the film was watching the dragon. At that's what out. sucks is like, dude, I want to see this movie because like I'm a sucker for the big battle scenes. Like oh, I want to see the big battle scenes. But Hunter and I, we have beat this subject to death. I I effing hate the second movie, and like I yeah. felt mm. so cheated by the second movie that like I was like, I'm not gonna go see the third. I'm not gonna give that man my yeah. money. Like f that. Mm. But I've... I won't tell you that you need to see it because I don't think you I don't think you need to see it. But I'm glad I saw it. Like. Yeah. 
the battle scenes are not as rowdy as Lord of the, of the Lord of the really? Rings. Really? No. They looked cool. Because though. I'm telling you, man, like just the entire the entire mood of that series of the Hobbit is like it's not as dark and it's not it's as super sinister. Underwhelming. Well, it's a child. Is, it's a but, child movie. I mean, but if you think about it, book. though, in the in the phrase of it being a trilogy that's super or that is prior to the Lord of the Rings, that makes sense because it's like it's like it's setting you up with this kind of like goofy like dwarves and you you know it, it start it's starting to lead you into the darkness and then whenever you start like when you finish the last hobbit and start the lord of the rings then you're like okay well, now i feel darkness, yeah, yeah now i feel like this is an adult film now right this yeah. is a little harsher so i thought that they bridged it well but there was a lot of loose ends that they had and, and leaps of logic and so you know for, for those reasons i can't give it an a but yeah. you know it was still a good film for the most part oh. cool cool is that that's, it for movies? That's pretty much all I had as far as like ones that I wanted to bring up. There were a few other little ones that kind of came out. Like uh, I don't know if anybody saw Snowpiercer. Oh, I want to see that. Really good. Yeah, if you haven't, you should check it out. But I mean, I just can't put it on like the levels that some of the bigger movies that came out because it was a good year for movies. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. Not a, not very many good horror movies though. Um, I saw a few. I well, mean, I, mean, I, don't I, I haven't watch. I haven't seen the Babadook, which is supposed to be great. Which mm. is like cool, but it's like, like it's. I always feel like I watched a movie like that and go, "Oh, that was really good for a horror film." Like I, I don't know. I just I I'm never gonna be like I'm never gonna put a horror film in my top movies. Yeah, just never. But I'm was just it, not gonna. I'm put, just not a big horror guy. But was it just a good movie, but not that scary? Is that what the deal um, was? Um, it's kind of hard to say. I was definitely scared at some points. Um, the acting was really well done. Um, but it's just like when you have a horror movie like that, it's always gonna seem so like polarized the way that it's like made because it's just so like. Mm-hmm. linear in that aspect and um i liked it i thought that the monster in this movie was the coolest thing i've ever seen this kind yeah. of shit terrifies me without making me jump okay. which i think is Those very my important that's the kind of that's yeah. the kind of thing that uh is what i hold like standards to as far as horror movies go because you're always going to get like i'm always going to be spooked by something yeah. that happens surprisingly right but this is the stuff where like the monster was always set up was always like very slowly you knew he was coming walked in but it was just the way they presented him in this way that was very like similar to um kind of like a a lower frame like Nosferatu kind of like throwback way to where Nosferatu like um it's like a classic movie monster from like 1930s if you've ever watched the Spongebob Nosferatu (laughs) <laughs> but just you know, very classic like movie films to where like it's very slow and very haunting. And in this one, it's very it's. I can't get over the fact that like I heard somebody say that it's in the lower frame rate than you, and that's terrifying. Yeah. But the way that it like moves so irregularly, yeah, that, that's what's so scary. Yeah. About it. And it's you know I if you see it, that. you can know what I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm going to see. You should watch it. It's just fun. It's that's very how, short. It's that's how like, the ring really kind of got to me. Is whenever they watch, whenever you watch the video. And it's showing like time elapsing, and she's like moving in all these weird ways yeah. and stuff. Like that's the kind of stuff that makes me weird. Like stuff that doesn't make sense in physics. Exactly. You know? yeah, like, that's the kind of shit. That's, like that's, that's terrifying. Everything I know. That yeah, exactly. Because that blows your mind out of the water. Absolutely. I saw Annabelle, and Annabelle was definitely a disappointing follow up to The Conjuring. Mm. But there was a scene in that movie that like I, my heart was going probably faster than it's gone in any horror movie. Mm. But was it, uh, what was it like a shocking thing or was it? No, was it was like, like you're slow. staring right at it and holy shit kind of yeah. moment, you know. Um, but dude, to be completely honest, I think one of the most terrifying horror experiences I've had 
ever was when I played PT the other night on the on the oh, PlayStation, man. man. Yeah. PT? To get off of movies for a second, uh, PT is a new Silent Hill game that's going to be coming out pretty soon. So this is how it, the Silent Hill horror game, they re- released this thing called PT, which means playable trailer. Basically, this little demo was to tell you that they're making a Silent Hill game. Hmm. And you're basically stuck in this hallway and you're going through it over and over again. And dude, the atmosphere in this, like, it, I couldn't sleep that night. I seriously <laughs> couldn't sleep that. I was up to like 4 a.m. and I fell asleep with my lamp on. And I'm dead serious. Like, first of all, just the the fidelity of the graphics is certainly helping it out. Just the realism of that mm-hmm. game. But like, like the atmosphere, what is happening in it? We can go over it in detail later outside the, the podcast. But and... like, oh my god, I was mm-hmm. really, I felt like sick in mm-hmm. some spots. Something about that game really did make you like. That's like a classic kind of terrifying thing. Like there were things that shocked you at times, but like for the mm. most part, you were more so just like really nervous the <laughs> yes. entire time. It put your head in a very awkward spot. And and I even told my mom who loves horror, I'm like, you know what? If you are into like these experiences, I think you would love this because this mm. is like, mm. I don't, yeah, it, it gets me excited. It really does. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting that uh, that experience came from a game instead of a movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm not going to play that game. There's no way. I don't think I can <laughs> handle no, it. I, I really can't. don't think I can. I played Slender Man for the first time recently. And even <laughs> yeah. that, which is like an old school, like terrible graphics game. Like just the idea of like running around knowing that like at any point, like this guy could kind of come get me. Like, that's just too terrifying. See, I think that that, because you're, because you're interacting with it. I think, I think that I would love to play a horror game more than watch a horror film. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I think that that would bring it out of me a lot more than than the film because it's like I'm doing it, like I'm there, you yeah. know. So, I don't know. That's that's me. I don't really watch horror that often. Well, we can play it soon enough, man. I, yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, lights I'm off, really to... get into it, too. I want to see what <laughs> I'm happens. Trying to not you guys. to sleep tonight, guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, um So, okay. movies, I guess we're not going to put Do we want to say like our favorite? Do you know what your favorite movie is? I don't know if I could pick, man. I think Interstellar. Yeah. (laughs) So easy. It's easy for you. For For me, um, like Lego Movie, Gone Girl, and Interstellar would probably be my top three. Over Guardians of the Galaxy, really? Yeah. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is like a really fun experience, and it is what it is, and it's done exceptionally well, but like it's not what I look for in movies. It's not what you're going to remember this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but even so, I, I think I would have to go with Interstellar simply because of the the emotional response. Like that that movie just really took it out of me. It was you just know? so epic. It was just so epic. You know, that's a really strong. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, the more I think about Interstellar, the more I remember how much more it was to me than just like a really good science fiction movie. Yeah, or, like I really was more. Than I was that. sitting in that theater and, I, and like a fifth, you know, or a third of the way through, I was. You just realize that. You only get these movies from people like Christopher Nolan who are being re- starting to be heralded as like, you know, masters of their craft. And it's like you it comes through, you know, like you can tell. Yeah. And you only I don't know. It's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Gone Girl is a is very close, man. It's like yeah. I just can't say Gone Girl for some reason. Like something keeps me from saying like that. Yeah. A movie like that is going to be my favorite movie of you the entire to, year. Though. But Every I would si- say special note to Gone Girl. <laughs> Every single person that part. I know that has watched that movie was like, you need to go see that movie. Like, yeah. I've never really heard people have such a strong like customer marketing thing <laughs> where like they saw it and they immediately told everyone else to see it. So yeah. there's that speaks to it. Right. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, for the sake of kind of changing it up, although I did really love Interstellar, and yeah. I know Chase is going to rip me apart for it, but no, I really Captain do. America. No, yeah, not Captain America. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, but I really did like Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, I went and saw that movie. That was one of the first movies I'd ever went and saw by myself. Oh, that's a fun experience. And it was a really solid experience, and I had so much fun watching that movie, even alone, by myself in that yeah. theater. And I really, everything about that movie really, like, spoke to me a lot. And it was really? a lot of fun. I thought it was hilarious. I laughed out loud by myself, which is very strong, which is hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is tough. When that's a really tough way to do it. But I really did like Interstellar. I thought it was definitely more compelling in, like, that aspect, for sure. Mm. But, I mean, as far as me specifically, I thought, like, it was just so much more, like, artistically done. More Thanks for that. keeping it interesting, man. Yeah. I actually yeah, saw that movie. Yeah. It didn't really resonate as deeply with me. I, I just think I just, I don't get Wes Anderson movies as much. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's definitely like a barrier to entry. I feel like with his uh, yeah, stuff. It's, yeah, it's probably like I need to watch some of his earlier stuff to kind of get his later stuff. Probably maybe yeah. No. It was still really good. <clears throat> anyway, great year for movies. Great. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. Um, you guys looking forward to anything next year? As far Star as Wars. Go? Star Wars, of course. Um, I saw a preview for that Channing Tatum, Mila Kunis, a Jupiter Ascending. Oh, that, the... looks that looks like it's going to be pretty dope. I mean, it's the guys who did The Matrix. That's yeah. a big reason why I'm excited for yeah, it. And like, I'll be it. honest, I think I saw an extended trailer recently, mm-hmm. and I was a little like, uh-oh, <laughs> this might be bad, really? but I'm still going to go see it. Yeah. I also am excited for the Batman vs. Superman movie. Yeah, almost just to see how I it's going to turn I out. See, I, I think, about ba- I think Ben bit. Affleck could be a pretty badass Batman. I think after Gone Girl, we're all like, okay, I respect Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even ben Affleck, movie? dude, after Argo. After oh, Argo, yeah, he pretty I, much cemented yeah, it for cool me. after Argo, for sure. You know, he, he had definitely like a stretch in his career where people were like, what the hell is this guy doing? But like, I think now he's pretty much like solidified himself as like yeah. top of the line. Yeah. Are you really are you okay with like the whole Suicide Squad casting and yeah, all that? Yeah, absolutely. Jared Leto as Joker is pretty cool. I think that's fine. I think um, I don't remember her name. Maggie something. Who's oh, playing dude, I know Harlequin. Harlequin. Is it that's... where is that idea where like villains are teaming up to save the world? It's like yeah, a bunch of villains. It's it's to save the world. Not to save the world, but it's like oh, all these people, place, you know? all these people are incarcerated, and it's like. Kind of the idea is that, like, well, you can, like, lower your sentence if you do these oh, missions for us. So it's kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. But they still have control over them, like. Yeah, um, okay. But it's cool. I think that the only thing that's going to hold that movie back is the huge backlash from Will Smith being Deadshot. Why? Yeah, what, what do you think that came from? I think they just needed, like, another, like, strong name in there. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, so out of character because Deadshot's, like, the most, like, calculated part right. of the team and I mean I know it's been like a long time since Fresh dude, Prince or anything Is he the dude like in that, Injustice? Deadshot? Who's like has the knife at the end? Or am I thinking of Deadeye no. or something like There's that? There's Deadpool. No that's no. Uh, well Who Deadshot no yeah Deadshot's no that's um Deathstroke? Deathstroke that's what Yeah there's a Deadshot <laughs> and there's a Deathstroke. <laughs> and uh which is kind of just like a really weird choice. Everybody else is super cool. Yeah. Um who was it? Rick Flagg is Tom Hardy's playing Rick Flag, which is like a beefy, just like mm-hmm. leader kind of character, beefcake, beefcake dude. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everybody I'm, else is too. I'm fun. just interested to see what what it's gonna be after all of the hate and backlash from from Batman versus Superman from casting. Because mm-hmm. don't forget that Jesse Eisenberg is supposed to be Lex Luthor. That is weird. That, that is, is so real weird. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? It's supposed to be like in the future too, right? Because Batman's supposed to be like super experienced by this point. I hope. I mean, if they don't make it to where, like, like, they have to. Because Superman, in my opinion, just his powers are so much more... Like, Batman's smarter and stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like... If they're really gonna like battle each other like hand to hand in some way, like they gotta have, have some, fists. yeah, amazing gadgets right. and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would I would actually like that if they kind of reupholstered the gadgets for because that was a huge part of Batman and it's kind of it's fallen to the wayside a, a little bit. Like they had his utility belt. You know, yeah, his utility belt and yeah, like they gave him like real badass vehicles in the Christopher Nolan ones, but it wasn't as much like gadgetry. Yeah. Uh, so I think that would be pretty yeah, cool. That's an opportunity. Also, um, Joaquin Phoenix is coming out with like that new movie. Yeah, and I'm totally down to watch that. That looks movie. pretty. I don't cool. really know what it's called, but it just looks really. I mean, Inherit everything Vice. that he does yeah, is that one. Inherit Inherit Vice. Vice. Yeah, yeah, everything cool. that he does is going to be a He's thousand a talented percent. Dude. The thing yeah. about that movie is that it reminds me a lot of uh, the way American Hustle looked. Yeah, yeah. when oh, I saw yeah. American it Hustle, like the same I thought that was like, like... that was like the worst movie ever. Really, I hated that movie because it was like it was getting nominated. Yeah, it got everything. Yeah, I didn't like everything. I never saw it. Did not see the appeal of that movie well, a lot of people were like it's supposed to be a comedy but i don't even get it you know like <laughs> i barely left yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the point no um one last movie that i cannot wait till it comes out is the new mad max movie oh that movie looks <laughs> i don't really know incredible those trailers are sweet it looks so you just, just want to see it because it has max in it yes i do and also yeah tom hardy's in it and it just looks like a realization of borderlands man it looks sick just like the mannerisms <laughs> of all the people in it and the original mad max is even dope and it's, it's gonna be sick that is gonna be cool but well, I think cool. that's kind of it for movies. Uh, we kind of got to move on. It's been taking kind of a long time. Hey, man. But that was a big segment. Are we, are movies right. are a big part of it. You know? um, just to kind of end it, just, does anybody else have anything else that they thought like really made their year? Um, like, the most important parts of your year? Yeah. I, I have mean, some stuff. Are we, we going to sure. rate our year right now? I feel like we can kind of go into the rating of the year because we've got to end on Festivus. Okay. We can end on Festivus. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I, 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 y'all probably don't watch TV as much as I do. Um, I watched Attack on Titan this year. Dope. I loved that uh, anime. I'm looking forward. Great anime. Uh, for I think they're coming out with a new season. I think it's already gone in Japan, but it's going to take it a second to come over here. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I also watched Death Note, and that was an incredible anime. It also wasn't made this year or anything, anime. but I saw it. And then also, like, stuff that was made this year I really loved. I loved the Game of Thrones series this year. Yeah. Um, the Walking Dead had a lot more budget behind it, so I thought that was really good. Um, don't forget true detective true detective yeah true that was this year this wasn't year? it yeah yep. it was that's pretty cool true detective was amazing true detective was unbelievable yeah and i know that the first one didn't get us hooked yet but i think we should keep going yeah I'll, i'm gonna keep watching well i mean it it's not like the first one made me want to go ahead and jump on the the next episode but dude you can already tell that thing is just dripping with perfection. just like, like yeah. yeah i mean just the way it's shot even mm-hmm. it's awesome you guys know the new cast right yeah. yeah, yeah, Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell, right? Uh-huh. Super weird, right? <laughs> yeah. super okay, I think. I, I I felt like I understood like the dynamic already, but apparently there's supposed to be a twist on on like the roles that they're playing that then then the understanding I had going in. So I'm looking forward to it. That's cool. Yeah, I can't wait. But for that. that's all the t- TV I really had to talk about. Um, I watched. Did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire? Because that no, last I never, season, I never watched it, but everyone that does watch it, so it's but, um, amazing. But that show was just great. And the final season was better than the fourth season, which I hated. But um, that show was just great. Like I really love that show. And that was one of the first shows, other than like True Detective, that I watched that wasn't a comedy show. Because I had like a really weird thing about watching shows before that uh-huh. weren't comedies. Yeah. yeah. I just like never thought I would have like the mm-hmm. attention span for it. Yeah. But I really, that was, I really got hooked on that show, yeah, and it was then nice you, to see uh, it. You marathoned every episode of Game of Thrones, and then yeah. Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you dude. did. I, 
Dude, I'm all through Game Thank of Thrones. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> this guy doesn't support my Game of Thrones watching habits. Oh, I, yeah, because he's just old school. I've read the books he just, together oh, the time. Yeah. I'm too busy reading that's, to like, really watch cool, the show. So. You literally just paid me to ruin the books. It's not how it is. I don't want to ruin the books. Also, I mean, the South Park season, I thought this year was really, really good. Yep, my favorite season, South Park. Colbert ended. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was sad. So I am so looking forward to his show. I can't now. wait. I think that it, show. I think he's going to really. It's going to be interesting because he's always like had all these. Uh, he's he's made points by being sarcastic and overly conservative. So it makes me be like, okay, well, he must be pretty liberal, you know. And and even like some of the the, the takes that I've seen of him when he's not being in character, he seems sort of liberal. So it'll see, it'll be interesting to see him like play on this whole like himself role yeah. and, and like how he's gonna go about doing that. Because I'm because I feel like at late night you still have to talk about like current events and politics and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. every once in a while. So it'll be interesting to see. He's gonna be sweet. Yeah, we'll see if he could, if he even does like a monologue in yeah. the beginning. You know, I think he totally will. Yeah, he's too good. <laughs> they're too good they're too, too good, good of a host to not do a monologue yeah. but that was all that was all, that was the last of the TV and all that stuff mm-hmm. TV yeah. was pretty strong this year too I yeah thought. I a lot of so. big things so. happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was a really good year for TV yeah it was sweet alright so we're gonna put numbers on these years okay huh? yeah let's do it I remember last year Max had a pretty low one I had yeah. a low number it's, it's a... above the low number I mean I won't know how it rated <laughs> that high but you know I'll nowhere go to go but up man I'll go first Chase had a 10 last year I had a 10 last year so yeah, you've had a good year this year too. Yeah. Though, so, so this year I ran my second marathon. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, and then I went to Europe, and that was incredible. You know, yeah. like it's you come home and you basically say what everyone thinks you're gonna say, and like yeah, it was the mo- one of the most memorable experiences of my life. And there's all these tiny little stories that happened that are just incredible, and the friends I met from there were just are gonna be lifelong and got to practice a language which just feels great mm-hmm. so that was huge um movies and everything were great i had the hardest semester i've ever had in school and even though it was really tough i like learned a ton that's good it's validation year, you, you know? know when you overcome that kind of stuff. yeah like i really feel like i grew as a person mentally this year like i feel like my mind expanded how i think about things has drastically changed um my i've gotten to write for fun you know I started doing these reviews on that website and that's just been a blast and I think that's just helped me critically think about things as well um, I met Darian who has just been a freaking joy I'm in like an amazing relationship right now and that's just a source of happiness every day of my life and it's only getting better uh, and then this Christmas was fantastic all of the gifts that I got for people were great except Max already had the damn oh my sweater gosh. that I purchased we <laughs> need to talk about this me and Chase are such good friends yeah. that we both got each other gifts we already thought to get for ourselves yes essentially I bought him a Street Fighter sweater that he already has and not to he... mention I love that sweater it's a great sweater yeah, it's amazing yeah. had he gotten it for me I would have really appreciated it for sure and then he bought me two tickets to the Legend of Zelda Symphony which I had already bought tickets <laughs> which for which is a great gift i was soaking it up for like literally why don't you just keep your gifts this. we pretty much that's did. i that's, think that's what was uh, about to happen that's what's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty much well, we're gonna cool. make it work we're gonna make it work well, that, yeah. well i mean well is the legend of zelda symphony like it's the, the same, same one that you're going to i just gotta yeah, find go somebody to take with yeah so yeah. i gotta go with them yeah yeah bring a bring a babe bring a babe bring a zelda babe i like zelda so yeah we'll see about last year last year i had the 10 because i had run my first marathon and i sort of like had this transformative 
journey come to an end. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give this year a 10 as well. Nice. Like, Two 10s in a row. This year was undoubtedly like awesome. one of the greatest years ever. Going for the mm-hmm. turkey next year. You know? Yeah, yeah oh. seriously. So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give this year a 10. No, it's all okay. 10. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I can go next. Yeah, uh, spoiler, it wasn't a 10. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm no, on the earth. I did. <laughs> I did a lot of really cool stuff this year. Um, First off, which is something I reminded myself of, because tomorrow, guys, I have another Street Fighter tournament that I'm going to, and oh, I'm super excited about it. I can't wait, I'm so good. Where is it? Um, it's in Houston at a place called Insomnia. I'm not 100% sure the beginning time, because there's like pools and things at the beginning. Dude, I would love to go watch. Yeah, if mm. you guys are still around, you should come out. It's going to be cool. Um, but it just reminded me that uh, my first tournament that I ever went to was back in March at Texas Showdown, which is actually like a major, which is one that a lot of cool people went to. I got to go out and meet a lot of people that I watch on YouTube or things like that. Um, and it was just an awesome experience being surrounded by people who were like 100% into the same thing that I was, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and it was just really cool being able to like actually talk to everybody like that. And it was just really cool. I did terrible. I did horrible. I lost my first two <laughs> matches and was instantly booted out. But I was really nervous. Um, I'm way better now. And I can't wait for tomorrow. Who are you going to main? Main and Cody. For I sure. knew it. I knew he was main and Cody. Gotta main F Cody, that dude. Guy. God. <laughs> Cody is so sick. Those frame traps for days. Damage. Oh my gosh. For days. Got some sick knife tech I've been working on. Oh man, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. And uh, also, I went to uh, Big Boy School for the first year this year, which is pretty good. Oh, cool. yeah. Getting to go Congrats, to U of H yeah. was pretty sick. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. And I had a pretty cool semester. Learned a lot. Uh, the, te- or the classes were way harder than they used to be, but. It was cool, you know? Yeah, really you want great. that, you know? Yeah, it was cool. It was stimulating. Do you and meet then, a lot of people at UH? Did I meet a lot of people? Or or even if it's in the city of Houston. like did you Honestly, know? I met a lot of people through another job that I got. I picked up a second job um, a little bit way back when just to kind of help out. And it was really cool. It was like a lot of fun working there at a place mm-hmm. called Lilo and Ella. It's just a small... It's like way different than my other job yeah. in the Woodlands, which is like... A big fancy restaurant. This is like way more low key. I got to you know literally walk in in like jeans and a t shirt and then <laughs> wait on tables and it was a lot of fun. I got to and I met like it was one of those things where you like you, I have all my solid friends like you guys. Which mm-hmm. if you guys ever went anywhere, that would you know it's great. But I miss you guys a lot, and I would never think that I could ever like talk the same way to other people. And like just some <laughs> yeah. of these people that I just uh, I met and like it was just so weird to find people that have like really similar interests that I do. Yeah, or, that's great. Same humor that I do, and it's just, it was really refreshing. So I met a lot of people doing that. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I really solidified a lot of new relationships with people. Um, mm-hmm. I made a lot of new friends I've been jealous year. of all your Facebook photos. I'm like, damn, yeah. Max's well, life is awesome right no. now. <laughs> it's not the, yeah. That's the uh, Facebook syndrome right <laughs> That's there. That's the 10 kid talking. No, but, um, you know, I've still got... <laughs> I've still got uh, you know, a lot of work to do. This is all. This year was like really set up-y. It was, was like really a foundational good. year. Everything was very... I had to start everything this year for the most part. And then yeah. next year should be pretty smooth because I already know what I'm doing for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'll give this year a solid seven. Nice. It's a seven. So know, it was a good cool. year. I think it's up from a two or whatever I gave last year, which was <laughs> low, man. You gave it like last a three, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I know when that came out, I was like, oh. I was like, we was might rough. not have needed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, yeah, because yeah, you, you both went first. You both went first. The best stuff ever. Uh, but no, my year is pretty solid. I liked it. That's good, man. It's good to hear. Cool. Step up. Um, so I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, lollying in with anybody else, but like, I had one of the best years I've ever had. Um, I worked at 
my internship. That's how I started the year. I was interning at PwC in Houston, and I um, I did really well. I, I met so many people and and made a lot of professional contacts, and I you know solidified myself in that way and earned a full time offer. So I'll be starting there in September, and so that was really validating. And um, after that, you know, I had a semester, a sem- my final semester with like all of my uh, fraternity roommates and my fraternity buddies before they graduated i graduated got my undergrad this year um i went to europe i got to go to prague and hungary and austria and amsterdam and um germany and so that was like chase said it's just one of those things where it's like yeah it was it was amazing blah 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 you know it's like i can't really like get across to you how amazing it is because you've already heard it before but yeah it was amazing like there was a lot of like movie moments that i was living um and then um, I feel like a lot of things were really solid for my family. Uh, my brother got a job that he's really excited about and kind of starting on his feet. My mom like found somebody that she's happy to be with. My dad got married and he's really happy right now. Awesome. And so, you know, it was, a, it was a foundational year, I think, for my family as well. Looking forward in 2015, I think it'll be a really good year for, for the whole family. Um, also, you know, I, <laughs> I, I picked up magic. Which was really oh, fun. Oh, yes. Probably the um, biggest part of the year, I'm sure. <laughs> it was, I, I'll be honest. Like, I'm looking forward to continue playing that. I know. Um, I'm so happy you've taken to it the way you have, man. We, well, yeah, we, would look- get, we would play like six to eight hours straight. <laughs> just looking. I was, you know, I've just been looking for something to dive my teeth into. with Because like, I've had some spare time and stuff. And um, that was really cool. I, I've been enjoying that. And I'm going to continue to enjoy that. Whooping Chase's ass. Um, Please. By the way, we're about to... I, I uh, made some improvements to my deck. Oh, boy. You are going to be sorry. I would love to just witness <laughs> um, one of these battles. <laughs> yeah, you should, man. It's going to be... We should We should tape one. We uh, should. We should make that a new show, man. The yeah, Magic just playing hour. synth while... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I also uh, did all the music stuff, and that was, like, incredibly fulfilling for me personally because... I had this, you know, for a long time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with music. And this was the first uh, year where I was like, I'm not going to be afraid of, of pursuing my interests anymore. And so that was really fulfilling. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to give it like a 9.5. I think the only thing that could have made it any better was, um, you know, just little small things like my phone didn't have enough memory. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Dude, seriously, like I've been so pissed. I can't take pictures right now. I can't do anything with my phone. Oh my god, it's a pain in the ass, but, man. No, but is. no, I mean, for the most part, there is almost almost nothing to complain about. So my year was amazing. Nice, yeah. sweet, cool. So everybody had real solid years. It's yeah. Cool. Thank goodness. Waiting on well, you, buddy. Now that all the uh, happiness is out of the way, <laughs> okay. The final aspect of the show is going to be a little something called Festivus. Yeah, okay. for the rest now, of us. Now, Festivus for the rest of us. Feats of strength, uh, airing of the grievances, most yes. specifically. Okay. I, I just thought that, like, I'm not a big Seinfeld like super nerd, and I, you know, I don't go into. Festivus I don't know. We because, love it. I mean, man. we love, I love it. Seinfeld. <laughs> I love Seinfeld, but I mean, I don't. The big reason why I like Festivus because I think the airing of the grievances is brilliant. That's incredibly brilliant. Like yeah. starting the holiday by getting it all out on the table and getting it over with is and brilliant. Then just ending on the beautiful note of the year. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. That's what <laughs> or, I'm but that could go sour quick. <laughs> oh, we'll get real salty. I'm sure for a hot second. I think it's gonna get salty. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'll try and well, keep if the Max salty is on level the show. Well. You know it's gonna get salty <laughs> at some point. <laughs> no. 
So, so okay, like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, I I got one thing. That's it. Um, if anybody else is, wants to go first or not, no, you know. go before, ahead. Before we it. do, I mean, is it that we're talking to each other that pisses us off, or just things Something, that piss us off about the year in general? I think it's with it each other. Think each other. It can be okay. whatever. Okay. Right, cool. cool. Air your grievances. Okay. <laughs> and this is one that I really want to hash out with Chase, of course, naturally. Of course. Oh, I wrote yes. down a lot of my talking points. Why would he have I wouldn't forget it, so he didn't try to bully me into not believing it anymore. Great. It's kind of what he does every now and again. Um, so Chase, you know, has gone through a lot of changes. Um, one of his biggest changes is that he likes a lot of new music, a lot of new things like that. Mm-hmm. Some of it's really good. Um, Lazaretto is not very good. No, Lazaretto is great. Lazaretto is not a very good album. Wow. It's fantastic. And I album. know because with Chase's changes and stuff, I've been like legitimately making like really honest attempts at like keeping up with what Following. he's listening to. Yes. Guys, I listen to All J and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to that Bombay Bicycle mm-hmm. Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we think we've shared White Denim. You know, there's some good stuff on them too. Witchcraft. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking about it. Crap's but there's sick. nothing that he's so strongly behind that I'm so not behind. Oh, is Jack White in general, or just Lazaretto in general, the album. Why? The album, okay, so here's what I got. And this is what I know that you're going to try to say, or not know that you're going to try to say. But what is great about this album is it's very interesting instrumentally. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's some really colorful piano. Um, There's some, I think there's a harmonica solo at some point. I think I heard a fiddle in there. When I listen to this the first album, song, has like this fifteen instruments all the way through, <laughs> and it's really good on like those like little things like that. But this album is so fucking boring to me, God. and I think the reason why mostly is because there is no real energy to this song or energy to this album. That I think it's becoming something that's such a staple for Jack White is that his songs aren't very like fast, obviously by any point, and that's okay. That's totally fine. But he seems to be sort of like beating this stylized dead horse in a way to where like he's becoming more of like a parody of himself in these recent years. Mm. And I think it's very strong to believe That's if you arguable, just like look yeah. at pictures of Jack White over the years and what he's doing with himself stylistically, the things that he's doing with his music is not anything new. It's not been new since Raccoon Tours, uh, Consulars of the Lonely, I think was the name of that album, which came out in 2008. And that album was great. And this album is a watered-down version of every album before it, for the most part. That's just not true at all. It's 100%. And the weakest aspect of this album is the songwriting is not very good. Oh, song. my God. It's, it's excellent. Not the lyrics good. are it's fantastic. It's so cliche. It is so overdone. No. Yes, absolutely. The lyrics are amazing. What is amazing about these lyrics? They A lot of the songs, like, it'll be a super energetic, upbeat, joyful song with like really depressing lyrics or he'll take. So the last song, um, want and able is really thematically great. It's, it's the dichotomy of two people in a troubled relationship and not knowing like which one of them is at fault and which one of them has the power. And it's the two characters are want and able, which are two emotions which are really interesting. And you look at hmm. the blues narrative that is about love, love lost and about relationships, and it's the same theme, you're right, but it's done in very interesting and different ways. What's the new interesting ways that you think he's doing it? Instead of it being just like, oh, you cheated on me, and now I, my heart's broken, and I'm going to go pack up and move to Mississippi, it's things like Want and Able, or it's songs like I Found the Culprit, where um, 
it, it talks about the two birds just sitting there and one of them knowing what they're doing when the other one's just following the lead and like he can't really tell who's who's doing what in the relationship or why it's not working or even uh, alone in my home. It, like, Ooh, the only good thing about that song is the piano. The only good thing about that song is the piano. Though. That song is so fun to sing. It is so catchy and upbeat and fun. And it's a very depressing song. It's about being super lonely, but being like okay with that and like equating loneliness to victory. That's fantastic. I don't think so. I think that all these are things that you, like. Do you listen to like White Stripes albums? Like, yes. do you? What's your favorite like White Stripes albums then? Um, get behind me, Satan. Me too. Okay, that's a solid one. That's pretty good. But I mean, like when you go back to those songs, there's just so much more like original pop and flair to things like uh, Red Blood Cells or uh, Get Behind Me, Satan. I think there's just so much more like pop. And the fact that these new album to me is just so like underwhelming in the aspect to where like the drums have like no kick to them Dude, at the, all. That drummer is so effing good. The man. drums in these songs are like so boring to me. Like, what do you like so much about these drums? They're tough to follow. If you sit there and you listen to the drum beat and you sit there with your hands and feet and try to mock them, it's very, very difficult. And not only that, but he employs a very a wide range of styles and like um, the black black bat licorice is a freaking reggae song. Like it's a reggae beat behind like rap style lyrics and really like sludgy guitar. It's very different. You think so? Yes. I don't feel I, it. It I starts don't... out with it's it's seriously a reggae beat. I haven't I don't have as much of a, a history or understanding of how Jack White outside of the White Stripes is. So it's hard for me to be like it's it's no, it's definitely different. But I mean, as far as the stuff that I have heard from Jack White, I thought this was different, but I don't know if different means better. You know, yeah. I, I thought that I thought that like he did have like a lot of I thought that it was cool how I thought Lazaretto did hit on a lot of different types of music. So like the first opening thing seemed like real bluesy and kind of like big showy. Well, it's a, it's a cover song. It's yeah, a cover. It's a, yeah. It, yeah, and it's like a, it's an opener, you know. Hmm. And um, but but none of the songs I had maybe one or two songs like give me like a hook, you know, where I was singing the words and stuff. But the other ones never really like they never sat on me, you know, they never really floored me or anything. And I thought that it was, it, as a musician, I thought it was really well done, but it didn't, it wasn't like my favorite thing. It wasn't like something that I was like, I have to go back and listen to. I just, I appreciated it for what it was. And I like, I, I appreciated his effort and it was really, really talented, but I just, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. And it's definitely not my cup of tea, but I'm like totally okay with that. And another thing about this album is that I think that like he strays a little bit from like, He's blurring the line in the aspect where he always makes albums that sound really like raw and almost like miss um, recorded almost in a way like mm -hmm. they're almost recorded it's, in such yes. a way that it's almost like sounds like like so he's messing up almost. and it's almost like that. <laughs> and I feel like there's like a weird blurred line with this album where he's not fully doing that mm -hmm. and he's not fully not doing that. If that makes sense, you <laughs> I know what I mean? Sort of get what you're saying. Like well, it's because like, a lot of some of the influence in the heavier songs in that one come from like the Dead Weather, which is like a very heavily distorted side project that he does. But I think he makes it work fine. You know, I think that distorted, just fuzzy feel is gets to the heart of like the soul of some of those songs. I think that's fine. I just think that like that tends to cover up, not like the lazy writing really necessarily, but just like. It's not lazy. This the fact that it's not like okay, maybe not lazy is not the right word, but like the there's like no technic not like no technical aspect, but just no aspect of it that is like 
gripping or original or like something new or anything like that. Like these riffs are all stuff that I feel like I I wrote myself when I was in like eighth grade in my room playing a shitty Stratocaster on my Fender amp. But that's a testament to how awesome it is because you're right. It all sounds familiar, but the thing is, is it's you, you didn't write these riffs, and it may it he's just basically moving the narrative along forward you know he is a step in evolution that happened that got its start you know 80 years ago it he continues that blues tradition in this album very well and you're right it sounds like blues music because it is blues music but it's a different form of blues music and like that line is still there and you're not going to get rid of it and just because it is there doesn't mean it's not original though I just feel like I'm, I guess it's just me personally that I'm really over it and that I feel like music in general lately has all started to like run into the same linear aspect and like there's like these aspects of all these different albums and musicians that you can pull these different at like parts of their music out and that's, that's what's all the same and it's just that, um, I don't know, I just really think that it's boring, I just really find that like what, like, you know what? That's fine. I don't know. I don't really know what else to say. I think you should give it another shot, man. I've listened to this album like three times. But all the way through. Okay. That's, that's, and I just that's feel good. like it's just like so boring to me. I just can't find like what's supposed to grip me into it. And if I do, I feel like it's something that's a lot more associated with his image and with the fact that it's Jack White to where if somebody else who wasn't Jack White released this album, people would not think it was as good. So it's not the music. It's him that you don't like. Well, I don't think that the music is very good. I think it's that people are more gripped by the fact that it's Jack White than it's the music. I just know every time I listen to that album, I'm like up on my feet dancing, you know? Hmm. That's fair. And I guess this is kind of different from person to person. Yeah, I think it's just different in opinion, you know? But well, he's... your grievances have been aired. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like that album very much. It's okay. Horrible. So are we doing like one a piece or... Whatever you guys want to do, that's all I really have. That's all okay. you got? Yeah. Other than the fact that you've been stealing my style lately. But I, I have deal. a whole lot of grievances. <laughs> I thought at the end of this year I would have like a ton of grievances, but Hunter's been like the most kick-ass roommate ever. Yeah. I had <laughs> well, nothing for, for Hunter. <laughs> I had nothing for Hunter when I was writing it down. I was just like, oh, man, Hunter's been pretty legit. Like lately. the only time we got to clean anything in our, in our house is just because like it's just upkeep. You yeah, know? I mean. It's not like anyone's dirty or anything. Hunter, uh, you listen to the TV too loud. I'll give yeah. you that. I will also. You're deaf. I will, yeah. Well, dude, I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, like, I can't help my senses, you know. My, my sense of smell and he- hearing are awful. But um, I think mine isn't really a grievance. It's more of just like a, a anticipatory hope. I just hope, I know this year is going to be a year where um, you know, I'm actually excited to come to Houston and hang out with you more often. It's going to be um, sweet. And I don't really know what, what this year is going to bring for you as far as where you go, but go question. I'm my, I'm just going to I'm just going to say that I hope that we do a very very good job of keeping together, and, yeah, and and keeping up with each other because I've been really bad about that with you. I know uh, I'm bad about that in general, and I'm going to try to work gonna, on yeah, a little bit throw more. Throw that out there too. I'm really bad about that in general. That was going to be my agreements with Max. Max just doesn't talk to me. He doesn't call me back. Doesn't text me back. And I know you're busy. I know you're busy, Max. You're probably my busiest friend. But still, holy hell. That was, yeah, one thing that I wanted to like formally apologize to you guys <laughs> and to everybody Even to else. Myself. Pretty much I know for the most part is that I've been like really wrapped up in these like smaller things in my life. Not smaller things, but just like things that are like really involving for me both time-wise and like personally my like emotions and my time has been like really involved yeah. in them. 
And um, honestly, like, it's half the fact that I'm, like, driving all the time, and I don't ever text people back when I'm driving. Yeah. I just don't. I'll okay. look at your text, and I'll be like, oh, I'll definitely text this guy back when I get home. Anymore. And I 100% forget. <laughs> and uh, the other half is literally that I just, like, don't, like, I feel like I get such little time to myself that when I, like, get home and I, like, lay down and, like, I see, like, somebody's texting me or, like, even that I know there's none of you guys have ever ignored your calls, but there have been people who have called me and I've just straight up not answered because I just did not feel like talking at the moment. Right. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, if you have things that, like, that are your needs, I think that you should satisfy your needs first and foremost before yeah. anything. Um, my whole thing is I just, I know that I can do better. And um, I think that as I'm getting older, I'm finding a lot more value in keeping up with people and just, you know, just, just checking up and, and, and letting them know how I feel about them more regularly, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's my only airing of grievance and that's with myself. So <laughs> right there you go. Awesome. No solid airing of grievances for yeah. the most part. Not very, not deep. Not, not too salty. Yeah, not too salty. I thought it would get way saltier than that. I thought you guys might have had something. But well, I'm pretty salty about your uh, your hate for Lazaretto. Your hate for Lazaretto. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting. That was the most uh, heated, surprisingly, forth. which I thought was just going to be a quick one that we would be talking about, but that got pretty heated. No, I get it. Yeah. Well, that was Chase's favorite album, I would say, right? I know. When you said that earlier, I was just like, I don't know if I should even bring this yeah. up. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to react like? Oh. But yeah, cool, cool. So, I think that's pretty much wraps it up for the year. I mean, like, what? Everybody had pretty solid years this yep. year, right? Yeah. Uh, we can pretty much say that some great movies came out. Um, I think we all had great musical things that happened to us, too, as well. Mm-hmm. We all saw some great shows, listened to some great music. Yep. Made some relationships. I mean, I think that's pretty much going to tap it out for the rest of this the right. end of the year, the 2014 ender for Witty Banter. I'll go ahead and do the uh, plug-a-thon for yeah. you because it's... It's, it takes it's, practice. It's pretty long. I don't know how to plug. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Witty Banter is. is on iTunes. You can find us, search uh, Witty Banter on iTunes. Hit subscribe, and then all of our podcasts will show up for free every week when we post them in your download queue. Uh, if you want to download them on your own, free from iTunes, because iTunes sucks, you can do wittybantershow.com. We post all the episodes there as well. We're on Facebook. Go there and like our page. We're facebook.com slash wittybanterpodcast. We're on Twitter. We're at wittybantershow. Um, we're also on YouTube. Go to youtube.com and search Witty Banter episode whatever. You'll find us there. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Witty Banter is at Witty Banter Show. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Hunter's at Diesel Dorset. And Max is at Max Scott 32. You got it. Boom. Um, and I think that's everything for the plugs. Uh, that's also what? That's the end of season four, huh? Yeah, it's all been, of season four. It's been what? Or season three? How do you guys count the four. seasons? How do you, the, the they're kind of arbitrary. The seasons are usually just depending on when we can do it. And so when we have like a, a big break, we usually kind of just call it a new season because we have a refurbished effort, you know? So, yep. so yeah. when we start recording again uh, in Austin, it'll be the beginning of season five. Four. four? Yeah, we're in season three right now. Okay, yeah. So this is the end of season three. Season four is about to begin. And uh, it's. I'm nervous because it could be the last season. Yeah, season know? four will start with uh, episode forty, Ooh. and that doesn't count any of this, uh, any of the holiday specials or the deep cuts. So yeah, we've gone through, we've rifled through them. Going on forty, yeah. Living together has been what made it so much easier and more. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah it's been great. Well, forty, man. I mean, that's like that's like midlife crisis. Yeah, area right you're, there. you guys got to get through that. You guys got to make sure that you can overpower. Your kids that. are getting out of college, by right? Yeah. <laughs> Max, thank you so much for hosting. Of course, it's really it was yeah, been really it was, fun. It was great, yeah. and. Um, so let's go ahead and end this bad boy and drink some beer and eat some pizza. Sounds good. All right. All right, I'm there. See you guys later. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. Boop.
Bye.